Hey, welcome back to Across the Pond, a Premier League podcast hosted by Americans. Today, I'm joined by Miles Johnson and Jess Charman. Uh, you all should know Jess Charman if you listen to us for more than a couple episodes. Uh, Jess, I, I I would give you an intro, but I, I know I won't do it justice. And there's been a lot going on in your life lately. So how about you just update the listeners on, on the world of Jess? Goodness gracious, you make me sound like I'm going to have an ego here, but obviously still commentating for Charlotte FC and with Sirius XM FC as a cover host as well. So getting to talk about soccer and all its faucets, but very glad to be back with the OGs that allowed me to talk about Premier League. And I love that you always talk about it hosted by Americans because I'm on a green card now. So pushing towards the direction of citizenship, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, I, I was only, I've only been an American for what, like a decade now. So I don't even know, you know, I'm still new to that, to that world also. <laughs> yeah yeah well um jess i want to ask because you know i used to be a charlotte resident what is I'm, i don't know how much time you spend there what are some been your favorite spots that you'd like to highlight um you know we know you're like you know there and, and out just for the game but other than the stadium you know is there any any place you'd like to highlight in charlotte i think south park's a very nice area with some rather lovely restaurants i'd like to attend there a little bit more once they uh, start paying me enough money to eat at some of the south park restaurants because i'm sure you realize those are quite elite and then big ben pub has become a a big a big part of my life it's a uh, beautiful english food good atmosphere feels like i'm back home so like you say it's a lot of popping in and popping out but the atmosphere they've created there i'm sure it's exciting for you to see miles how Charlotte is really cultivating such a diverse soccer audience and it's deserved an MLS team for so long. And you've got the experience of how soccer's popping off in the South as well. It's really cool to see, you know, we know there's been Premier League fans in the US for so long, but now they're getting MLS teams in the South and feels like the South is the hot spot for soccer and MLS right now. Definitely. That's very cool. I mean, yeah, certainly there's a, I'm sure there's a rich, uh, you know, fan base there in Charlotte. Big Ben Pub is a great spot. I that's like a Arsenal supporters bar, I think, right? I think they do, yes. But I'm usually there just to eat my sausage rolls before a game. Uh, so I, I nice. have not watched the Premier League game there yet, but it's a uh, good vibes and uh, good food as well. Love it, love it, love it. Mm. Have you ever been to Hooligans? That's my last question. I have walked past it on a game day and it always ah. is just so packed. Is it is yeah. it as uh, lit as people talk about? Is it that yeah, much it's a good time. I don't know about now, but yeah, definitely a good time. Definitely a good time. Maybe the next time you go down, Jess. <laughs> yes, I, I just don't want to risk getting recognized. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Too many selfies. Very true, very true. Too many selfies. I got I gotta always <laughs> make sure I got my face on now just in case someone <laughs> recognizes me. That's why the camera's up on the recording, boys. I'm not up for uh I'm not up for social media right now. Mm, mm. Miles, when was the last time someone asked you for a selfie? That you didn't know. <laughs> No, oh, you know, for across the pond, you know, it's not oh, the face. It, it Once life, they hear the life. voice, maybe they uh, no, they turn around, they turn around and do a double take. <laughs> Say, oh no, I don't, Shay. I don't think I have been asked for a selfie in a long time, so or ever. Is but <laughs> it's not. Have you? It's not, what, it's not, it's not what you want it to be. All I'm gonna say is it's actually really awkward, particularly. 
holding the phone because these days trying to get the right angle that's flattering and then it's on their phone. So you never, if it's a horrible picture, what are you going to do? And then they post it and you tag it and you're like, you feel bad that you didn't share it. It's, it, it's not all it's cracked up to be, guys. It's not all it's cracked up to be. I can't imagine being someone that has like millions of followers because I, I've got a very minor following compared to that. The only selfies I've ever had are the selfies whenever people confuse me for someone else. Like every, <laughs> at the walk, both World Cups, any like significant game I've been to, like overseas, someone always looks at me and just assumes I'm. A, I mean, I can't blame them. Right? Was, they, they assume I'm an athlete, but yeah, just no one, no one has intentionally said I <laughs> want you, a selfie. Have shades. you ever? Do you correct them or do you take the picture? That's what I. Well, want the thing know. is, they don't. They don't. No, she takes no the picture. Ever, yeah, I take the picture. For sure, it doesn't happen. It doesn't. <laughs> then yeah, they post it common. on the Facebook, and someone just tells them that that's not who you think it is, bro. <laughs> the thing is, they probably have no idea who they think it is. They're just asking for a selfie. But uh, Jess, that's amazing. Okay, so before we transition to the Premier League, how can our listeners get more of your content? Yeah, uh, just on Instagram and Twitter slash X at Jess Talks Footy. And uh, obviously on Apple TV for home games for Charlotte FC, the coolest feature you can do now is hit languages and switch to local radio so you can hear the commentary synced to Apple TV. So that's a really big perk for radio voices that Apple TV allows that sync for home games at the moment. Mm-hmm. Apple TV also hit us up. We take uh, payments in cash or card, however you want for that plug that Jess just gave you. Um, amazing. Well, let's get to it. A lot of good games. We're how many games into Premier League season now? Five, six. Um, there's been a lot of action. We're going to start with the Spurs, uh, Sheffield United matchup, Jess and Miles. What were your other thoughts in that game? Uh, we know that with Charleston and Spurs ended up getting a weight winner um and it was an exciting game and i mean with that tottenham is second place in the table with four wins and one draw looking really good under new leadership and uh, the fact that harry kane's been missing and they're still able to put up a good start i mean it's very very early significantly early but a good start to premier league what are your thoughts on tottenham in that matchup yeah i mean i thought this is the kind of result that, you know, really can change teams' seasons. And I think for Spurs to get a result like this so early on in their season bodes well for where, you know, how they're going to do, you know, tough game. Sheffield, I think this season so far has shown that they can be defensively tough. Um, You know, they don't have many points, but I think teams have struggled against them. And to grind out a win like this and, and end up coming from, you know, one nil behind late goal, you know, in the in the 73rd minute to come back and win it in that extra time says a lot about character. And I think also huge for Richarlison to score that goal. You know, he's been getting a lot of bad press. I think he had a tough international break, missed a uh, open goal and uh, really good for him to get on the score sheet. I think that, you know, could do wonders for morale. A lot of whining from uh, the head coach as well, Heckingbottom, in the uh post game about time wasting the goalkeeper picking up a yellow for handballing it outside his area that's a yellow all day of the week and that's part of the game watching him try and defend the fact that his goalkeeper was told to hurry up and couldn't time waste because he was on a yellow is wild to me it's just one of those where he handed the ball out the area he got a yellow why are you then complaining that he can't time waste that's his own fault and you can find other ways to time waste so that was ridiculous. I feel bad for Sheffield United. Anytime you can see two goals in like eight plus minutes of stoppage time, it's heartbreaking. But at the end of the day, Spurs battered you. They absolutely battered you. You look at the shot count, 28 shots for Tottenham, 10 on target. Your goalkeeper's 
pulled off some great saves. But at the end of the day, if you're conceding that many shots, do you really deserve a point out of it as heartbreaking it is in those moments? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the whole end of that game, I was like, I couldn't believe that Spurs hadn't already scored. They were just all over Sheffield. And, you know, watching Madison, you know, obviously we know his talent, but watching him, like he's he's all over the pitch, you know, get getting the ball in, in many different positions and really dictating that play. So he's fantastic to watch. There, You know, Solomon looks good. Kulisevsky looks good. Like the midfield combination of Saar and Basuma also very solid. So, you know, this Spurs team, I think, yeah, I already, I already gave Jacob some shit for predicting them high, but I, I, I see all the, the points mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I'm regretting not having them higher, honestly, just watching that. And this was one of those results, I think you touched on it, Miles, where when you're not necessarily having your day at the office and you're finding yourself 1-0 down in stoppage time, to be able to find yourself picking up three points in that position just feels like it's going to be your season. It's one of those moments now where the mentality switches on and you get this belief that no matter what scoreline Spurs find themselves in, they're going to remember back to moments like this where you dug out points and it's going to help them further down the season. And they look organized. They look like they have belief. And I'm not going to lie, I'm getting kind of annoyed by a lot of Spurs fans right now because they're riding on cloud nine. I'm a little bit jealous of that uh, confidence in their team right now. Yeah, I completely agreed. I was going to say the same thing, Jess. Like to get a late, I mean, I don't understand why stoppage time has been ridiculous this season, but to get a late winner, um, do you point, like you don't like the rule about changing it to make it more like actually getting the ball in for for the right amount of time you think it's just too long at this point i think it's just too long i think it's just too long i mean i maybe saying that as like yeah I, I just think it's just too long it, it, it's good if it's a close game like we wouldn't have had this game without the extended time but like you're just dragging it out like if it's going to be 90 minutes we're going to have a whole another in the spurs game a whole another 17 minutes you, you know, know like, a, re- a Reading commentator crazy. brought up, what happens if you have your train ticket or you're waiting on a bus? I know it sounds silly, but oh, literally, fans, yeah. when you think about it as a fan, like you're having to predict that there might be, if there's 10 minutes in both halves, you're adding 20 minutes to a match. Yeah. It is wild to think about as a fan. I, I like the idea that maybe, you know, we get more action, we get these big dramatic moments, but at the end of the day, like, American football doesn't really last for the amount of time they say it does, does it? It's one of those where no, yeah, it, it shouldn't matter if the ball's not in the field, though. I think that was something that was kind of special about soccer, that you had 90 minutes and you were out. And I, I do mm. miss that a little bit. Yeah, and it's not just like they. So this game was plus 12. They played, they ended the game in 106. You know, so it's not even, it's not even, and it never has been accurate, right? Because that's what does Jacob always say. That's like the least amount of time the referee can give to players. But it was a bit crazy. And then the discretion. I know this is a big comment, but the discretion of the referee and every referee does it differently. Do we let them take the corner? Do we have to end when it's in the neutral third? Part of me misses like college soccer with the buzzer beaters. I I don't know if you guys ever watch college soccer, but the clock counts down. And if it gets to zero, that's when it ends. I almost wish stoppage time. Hey, no matter what, when the referee gets to that time, hey, it's over. I don't care if you're running on a one-on-one. Like, it's done because the discretion and the lack of consistency on when to end a game is what pisses me off. Like, just have a rule. Does the ball have to be in the neutral third? Is it like rugby where, you know, the next time after the time is elapsed, it gets out of play, then the game stops. It should just be consistent because that is one of the reasons I do understand referee uh, coaches rather whining at referees because the lack of consistency and that applies to a lot of things, which I'm sure we saw even this weekend with games, lack of consistency in referee decisions. For sure. For sure. Yeah. They had, it's a little bit too much, a little bit too much for me. 
tonight for my blood, to be honest. But but the takeaway from that is Sheffield United a little unlucky. Just said they got battered. I like that word. Miles, we had to make that the title of the podcast. But they had a beautiful goal. But with Charleston, I mean, talk about a man who has been dead. And I don't want to say he's real alive or he's he's like born again. But he was dead. I mean, the man this literally. Dude, but he's not. He's not lacking confidence. There was like a yeah. He's on not. Instagram he's not. Yeah. About making <laughs> right. their perfect player, and they had to pick the head, yeah, the body, should, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the legs. Yeah, yeah, but Charleson yeah, yeah, yeah. picked him. Like, come on, himself. bro. Like, how can you pick? I get it. Was it. Maybe two pick your head. <laughs> yes, there were two himself. players. There were two players who picked themselves from Charleston. Who else? Out of like ten, the Nigerian guy from uh, Miles. What team is he on? He is from Southampton. He's a striker. Okay. He plays football. He picks himself also. But it's yeah. a striker's thing, right? Strikers yeah. just have to be cocky as hell. You wouldn't see a goalkeeper doing that. He has, but Charleston has like three goals in two years across <laughs> across five tournaments. Yeah, and you can't do that. And, and he didn't pick Haaland. Like you did you didn't want <laughs> something of someone else. <laughs> yeah, for real. I did love that. Actually, if we could talk about that for a second, I did love that. We, Bobs, we got to post it on IG, please. I think I did actually. Maybe I'll repost it uh, and Twitter. But I did love. I learned some things. Harry Maguire's face was. This, yeah. Did Jordan yeah, Pickford pick Harry Maguire's face? Dumb. <laughs> Jordan Pickford. That explains Jordan Pickford himself. What I did learn is like everyone like really loves like everyone really thinks Kyle Walker is like a speed demon. There was like four or five people who picked Kyle Walker. Yeah, he is a speed demon though. But I mean, I mean like that, you know. That yeah, I mean, look at the way he went up against Vinicius Jr. last year. You know that that he's probably one of the fastest players out there. But you know, I it's interesting, Shay, right? Because like, yeah, people were picking Walker for speed or like Grealish for, because of the calves, His just calves, because yeah. they look nice. I don't want to pick Grealish. But so it's like, are you picking based on aesthetic, what aesthetic? Yeah, which exactly. is what a lot of the heads were as well. I feel like they were picking who thought they were handsome, and guys, we were trying to create the best footballer, like. I'm all for watching handsome men play football, but I want to watch the best players. And I think we lacked some of the best players with the body parts. For sure. For sure. We we need to get people out there. Actually, you know what we're going to do? When we release this podcast, we're going to get the video up and then we're going to ask everybody on Twitter who's their perfect, you know, legs, body, head. There we go. And I'll tell you what, there better not be a Manchester United player on that list as we transition to Manchester United, who got battered, to use just terms, (laughs) three to one by Brighton. I mean, just uh, yeah, this was a very sensitive topic in our group chat, um, <laughs> and I think uh, I think it's just it's just it's just bad. Like, yes, uh, to Peter's point, there's 13 injuries on Manchester United. I didn't know it was that many, so that was a new stat for me too. I learned something there. Significant amount of injuries on Manchester United, and in significant places too. Right, you're talking about your two best defenders are out. Uh, I'm about isn't playing. Um, like you're losing a lot, and you have to play like Martial times, but still. Guys, three one, Danny Welbeck, a man who was rejected for Manchester United scoring. Like it's just like, it's crazy. But Brighton looks sharp. Brighton looks really sharp. I feel like Brighton have been the bane of Manchester's United's existence since they came up. Like I remember since they came up, they were you know giving Man U tough games. But Man U at home to lose three one, that is pretty embarrassing. Shay, I'm, I'm not trying to dig, you know twist the knife in any deeper i think the damage is already pretty deep but like i think this result comes at a terrible time for man united obviously champions league they have bayern munich coming up there's all the drama you know around the club in terms of you know players getting trouble for their own you know actions and then also like the beef with ten hag and sancho's and plus the injuries so 
there's no positive news coming out of Manchester United. Just I don't know what were you like even without not even thinking about the game like this is just a just makes things worse. Yeah, and I think the performance was just really really bad. And I watched some of the breakdown and some of the analytics, and you you switch to a four diamond, and they look like children playing it. The amount of bunching going on, and I get it. You wanted to try and you know compact the midfield and force Brighton to play down the flanks. But anyone that's watched Brighton knows how good they are at stretching the field and going wide. It almost felt like the adjustment that Man United made played into the hands of Brighton stylistically. It doesn't make sense to me. When you're playing against a team that likes to overlap and likes to get wide and cross balls into the box, why would you switch to a diamond in the midfield and then it's not like you had an inexperienced midfield. You've got Fernandez, you've got Ericsson, you've got McTominay. You have quality players that were standing on each other's toes when they were pressing the ball. They just looked lost in the diamond. And I'm not sure, Shay, as a fan, did you like the adjustment to go to a diamond in the midfield? It, it looked like it played straight into the hands of Brighton and that they loved the fact that they compacted the midfield and allowed them the space out wide. Yeah, no, no, I didn't think it was a smart call, but I, but I will say I think that's historically how we play in midfield as a diamond. But yes, I agree. I mean, that's part of a manager's job is to adjust to the team and their strengths. Uh, and it, it, it's a bit of like, I, I don't want to say an arrogance, but it's just a bit of like we're just going to throw the same. Maybe it's what is uh, the term definition of crazy? If you do the same thing over and over again, expect different results. It's a bit of craziness. Like nothing ever changes. Or right. arrogance, right? I, yeah, we arrogance, don't care you. how good you are at using the flanks. We're going to let you use the flanks yeah. and try and dominate the middle. Like, you, yeah. you, you haven't shown the quality defensively either. And I mean, how many goals conceded now? Like conceding three goals in a game isn't good enough for a side yeah. like Man United. Yeah, for sure. I mean, let's talk Let's talk about that for a little bit. So it was, it was 1-0 through most of the game, right? And then we saw two late goals from Brighton. Is that right? Or sorry. It was two nothing for most of the game, and then we saw a late goal from Brian to make it to make it three. So, what what are you guys' thoughts on on Brighton and their ability to finish, and how they're going to continue to score goals and do well throughout the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, they they've also been getting goals from from all over the place. If we think back, you know, just last fixture, they had you know Ferguson getting a hat trick. He didn't even you know. Uh, come on until later in the game. You know, you're getting goals from Welbeck, goals from Matoma. You know, Sally Marsh didn't even feature in this game. They're getting goals from all over the place, and I think that speaks volumes to just the level the players are at when they, you know, when they're coming on or they're ready to like start a game or or not play a game, and also just the the understanding they have of each other's positions. You know, there's another game where Estupinian, who's been fantastic for them mm-hmm. this whole season. Didn't even feature, and you think just like you're saying in terms of tactics, like this would have been a field day for him. Um, so I just think you know, they're the the problem Brighton always had before Deserby took over was they weren't scoring goals. Deserby took over, you know, and they're just piling goals in, you know, co- consistently week in week out, different sources. I just think the tactics, the formation is is working perfectly. And what about the confidence in their own ability to not sit back and defend a 1-0? You know, a lot of teams mm. maybe get that lead and they're like, oh, we don't really need to attack now. We can be a little bit more conservative. A 2-0 lead, even more so. We can just kind of shut up, shop, make sure we don't concede. No, they were attacking and attacking and attacking and feeling like creating opportunities. And then again, looking at the stats, 
10 shots created, but eight of them on target. That's really good conversion rate. And it also goes to show the quality of the chances you're creating when you have, you know, way over, I'm trying to do the math right now, like 75% of your shots on target, 80% of your shots on target. That just goes to show the quality of your chances you're being able to create that your conversion rate is that high. Yeah, speaking of shots on target, this is not inclusive with this game, and I, I hope I'm saying this right. But either way, the save ratio is correct. Just you can, you can. I think Onana is a great goalkeeper, so some sometimes stats are misleading. And I mean the uh -huh. fact that Le, Le, uh, Martinez got sauced so badly on that Adam Lallana goal kind of tells you all you need to know about what Onana can do. But he's faced 11 shots on target to the season minus this game, and say in only saved three, so he's let eight Ooh. in. Right? Oh with my the goodness! Yeah, that's terrible. Thirty percent. Thirty percent. That's not that's not normal. Like I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen a I don't think I've seen a college goalkeeper, and I mean this. I've called a lot of college games. I don't think I've ever seen a save percentage less than fifty percent. Like I don't think I've seen one sub fifty percent because you'd expect now maybe the stats are stingy. Maybe they're not giving credit for you know a little collapsing save. But what good does that do to the confidence of a goalkeeper? He's made three. <laughs> oh, how are you feeling about that? <laughs> Yeah, well, this is what I, well, I was hoping for a little bit more positivity from you, Jess. Not, not I'm about sorry, the stat. No, no, no not sorry, about the stat. I... Not about the stat. The stat is terrible. What do I, I think just, of as I a goalkeeper? I think that it's... Well, not that, not that. So I just... Well, two things. I just double-checked it is correct. He has faced 11 shots. So that's... I don't know what the difference between face was not face. But he's faced 11 shots and he's gone in. But I mean the sense of like, in this in this case, because the stat is so like bad, I would hope... I was hoping you would have said because eventually United's defense is so bad. <laughs> no, yes, yes, no. Okay, they're giving... Yeah, but at the same time, they're only giving up 11 shots on target. So how stingy really is the defense mm. at that point? What oh, I would say is God. the chances there... I'm just being... I would like to know the XG of the chances maybe. Are they high quality chances? Is it a difficult save? And that would say more. If you're creating shots that are being finished because they're inside the six-yard box and they're tappings and he can't stand a chance. And that says a lot about the marking and the level of the opportunity. So I think it can be both. I do think it can be both. Shay, I think he can maybe be not saving as well as he should be or not moving to the ball well. But it also feels like when the shot conversion rate is that high, it would say something about the quality of the chances that he's facing and that, you know, the scoreability of them. I'm going to make that word up. But the scoreability of the chances is higher level, which is why he's not creating the saves. Poor guy. Though. Yeah, I love you it. Know, I love I it. It gives imagine. me bad luck. I mean, I hope he doesn't stay this way for the rest of the season. If he ends with a sub 50% save ratio for the season, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. Do you think De Gea's enjoying it right now? <laughs> is he on a team yet? <laughs> I, like, I always like De Gea. I don't, you know, I never had any issues with him. Maybe I'm just, call me, call me old school. But De Gea is like, yeah, you know, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Yeah, with, I mean, with that, let's let's give a quick update on the table and then maybe jump to any other significant games. We have uh, Man City, first place undefeated, looking extremely strong. I thought they were going to struggle this season uh, with the De Bruyne injury, just with being exhausted, too, from winning so much. Ta but they're not. Tottenham, second place. Liverpool tied at second place. Arsenal rounding up fourth place, all with the same amount of points. Then we get Brighton with 12 right underneath that. And then it kind of gets fuzzy for a while from West Ham all the way down to... Uh, Manchester United with six points with 13th place. And then the bottom teams, the Luton Town with nothing, like no draws. So bad. So no, bad. No wins. It's sad. I, I wanted them to do yeah. well, but it's so sad. They're just, so yeah. they just try and park the bus and hope for the best. And it's just, uh, 
there's not much you can do, right? Like, I also thought, I was hoping maybe they would, you know, first year in the Premier League, maybe they'd do something, but just outclassed. <laughs> are, just are, outclassed. We, are, we writing, are we writing them up already? Is the destined sign sealed, delivered? Uh, Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh. Will they? Will they? Can they fit? Finish above twentieth place? I think is more the question. What was Derby's point total that year? They went down. What's oh. it below it? You know what I mean? Wasn't it nine points? Yeah. Was that the worst ever? Nine something like that. I hope oh. I'm looking up right now. I think it's like nine points is the worst ever. At this point, it's like who could they even get a you know a, a result against? And the other team, like, because also to be fair, the quality is also pretty good. Like. Bournemouth, you know, as as much as I don't really rate them, they, you know, they have some bright sparks. Burnley, I think, is a little bit, you know, more equipped. And Everton, as bad as they are, can, you know, they have the experience at least, you know, I don't, I don't even know who they could get a result against. Guys, like, 11, 11, yeah. 11 points, 20 goals scored Derby in a County. season. 20 points, uh, 20 goals scored. That's got to be sad, only celebrating 20 goals all season. How many have Luton scored already? Not many, right? No, no. They have two. They have two goals. One of them is a penalty as well against Brighton in the first game of the season. (laughs) One goal in the run of play. (laughs) This is actually some interesting. The teams on this list are interesting. Sunderland's on in Huddersfield. Yeah, Aston Villa. They really had multiple lives. Spiders didn't see Southampton. But yeah, but yeah, 11 points. That's, that's, I have to hope, like, it's going to be a long season for them if they can't get more than 11 points. Oof. It's going to be, that's going to be so hard to watch. Yeah, I really hope for their sake. Anyway, um, with that, were there any other games you guys thought were interesting from the weekend? Newcastle got their first, or well, not the first win, sorry, the first win in a while. Uh, granted, they lost to really good teams, but they needed that. They definitely needed that. I mean, they lost to Man City. They lost to Arsenal. Um, they lost to Liverpool, right? So it was good for them to get back on winning terms. Oh, sorry, Brighton, Aston, Liverpool, Man City. Aston Villa, Crystal Palace was a fairly interesting one. Obviously, Roy Hodgson not available for selection. Uh, he's mm. a unwell, which is a little bit sad. But to see uh, Aston Villa come back three goals in like the last like stoppage time in three minutes to come back, that's a pretty big choke from Crystal Palace to have the lead that way. We're seeing a lot of late goal shade, 90 plus 11, 90 plus 8. Wouldn't happen. You'd have had a lot less goals with that. Well, that's also why. That's also why this is the longest we've ever been in the Premier League without a zero-zero game. Ooh, ooh, Shay, I like He's it. He's got the stats today. I yeah. thought that was a statistician. <laughs> you know, you know, this. I, you know, Jess, you, I actually kind of think that would be a really cool rule to get like the shot clock. Like, think about it. If there's a team and you see there are 10 seconds left, like who's not going to try and rip a shot, you know, or like try to dribble all the way down the field and just like. It's fun to watch in college. I I don't think it's ever coming to the Premier League, but I, you know, who would might adapt it? MLS. I could see MLS. If you can do dribble up penalty kicks, I could see MLS being quite American and ending with buzzer beaters, right? Like, can you imagine? The ball has to cross the line. <laughs> it would just be, oh, it would be wild. It would be, it would crazy be madness, madness in the last couple of seconds, yeah. We'd see some goalie um, goals as well, I think. Def- definitely, definitely. I do, yeah, so as as boring as it was, I do want to highlight the first nil-nil draw this season, not just because of the result, but just just because things for Chelsea are like, you know, it's rough right now being a Chelsea fan. Not not only do, you know, half this team is new, but, you know, things are really, like, not clicking. Like, they are clicking, I think, except for they're unlucky. Like, Sterling, you know, had that shot that went off the crossbar. 
like inches away from going in. Jackson's hitting the post, missing. It's, you know, at what point is it unlucky? I think this team will eventually click, but like a result of nil-nil against Bournemouth after losing, you know, the week before to Nats Forest is certainly not good for morale. So, you know, that for me, that was just, you know, another poor result for, for Chelsea. But, you know, maybe it will click. Who, who would have thought Who would have thought the first team to get a nil-nil draw after every team has scored? Every team has scored. Or, sorry, there's been a goal in every game. The first team to get a nil-nil draw was the Chelsea game versus, uh, versus Bournemouth. Chelsea is so bad. Who do you guys think is worse? Who do you think is worse? And then who do you think is, is disappointing more? Chelsea and Manchester United. Manchester United is worse. Okay, they're worse. Who's who's more disappointing based on where they should be versus where they are? Yeah, that's so quick, boss. <laughs> they're both huge underachievers, right? Like, I'm not trying to sit on the fence here, but you've got to be bummed out by both of them, right? I feel like Manchester United, this was kind of foreshadowed with all the shit going on off the pitch that maybe it's a little bit more predictable that they would be disappointing. But with the amount of money you spend, and you look at the names on that, squad and playing it's just unacceptable isn't it and I I feel like both Man United fans and Chelsea fans are feeling really sorry for themselves and I retweeted a tweet earlier that they can shut up though because it could be worse you could be Reading that has been deducted points consecutively for the last three seasons so just had to get my little Reading shout out there that we're four points negative already and our manager, our owner does not want to pay our players. So could be worse, Shay. Uh, you know, it could be worse. You're not having points deducted. You're just not earning your own points. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, that's true. We need that. Everyone needs perspective. It's just some grounding uh, for you guys. It's, a, it's some grounding. You're not worried about financial fair play right now. Yeah, not yet. Uh, one positive I will say that we talk about in Manchester United matchup is Hoyland's goal. I think hopefully he's, he's young. And... His was there booing only... when he got subbed out? By the way, did did I hear massive booing when he? Yeah, got there was out? there was a lot of booing. There's a, there was a lot of booing because I mean he had scored and we haven't had a striker who's scored a goal so long and he looked sharp and spent a lot of money. It just it just felt like, yeah, felt like no intent to continue to push forward. But whatever. Um, I thought they were just booing Man United in general, but you know. Yeah, and sorry, he didn't maybe just booing the perform, just booing their team. We are not helping Shay right now. <laughs> no, you got to, Jess, you got to get it. You got to take, take it when you can. You know, you just got to take it when you can. I'm well, well, okay. watching him it's suffer. Okay. It's okay. It's, it's, okay. it's Let's hurting move on. me a little bit. Let's move on. I, I Honestly, I think it's hurting me so much that I'm just like now saying stuff that doesn't even. I was right about the 0-0 stat. That is true. As long as we've been. But Hoyland did not score. I don't know where my mind is right now. So I apologize about that. Uh, but we, look, we got a couple minutes left. Champions League. Let's just give a quick Champions League preview. Um, Jess is like, I don't want Champions League. Betty isn't in it, and, and Charlotte's not in it. But anyway, uh, we have Newcastle versus Milan tomorrow. Newcastle got warped this past weekend. I don't know if you guys watched it. I really don't, but I do pay attention to it. So that'll be an interesting matchup. I think Newcastle's going to struggle, personally. Um, we have Man City playing a team. That, uh, yeah, Man City's playing a team. Uh, <laughs> I want to try to pronounce that. Bayern versus Man City United. I think that'll be extra, extra exciting. Um, and who am I missing? Arsenal versus PSV. So some good matchups. Be sure to watch those. Uh, anything before we transition to Swagometer, guys? I want to hit Swagometer and then uh, Fancy League before we end here. But feel free to tag on anything else about Champions League. No? 
Okay. Did you see, real quick, did you see Newcastle are in trouble with UEFA for arriving late? Their plane got delayed for two hours, so they missed their press conference, and now they may get fined by the Champions League for failing to host a press conference. So oh, I did not see that. Great, oh, my great, God. Great, great way to start their uh, yeah. first Champions yeah. League in like oh. two decades. And Eddie Howe was apparently like running in like, oh, my goodness, the plane was late because of the weather. And they oh get that. I don't know what the punishment will be, but I thought that was quite funny. That I mean, they should give them a break. You know, they're new to this. They haven't been here before. You got to act like you've been act like you've been there. You know what I mean? You, Shay, this is Champions League. You know, you know what I'm talking about. When you get on the first about. class, you can't start asking. About, your like, flight, your flight should have been. You should have booked your flight a little bit earlier. I'm sorry. If there wasn't a window there to make your press conference, then that's poor planning. Mm, I agree. I agree. You gotta look. You gotta. You gotta play the part you want, not the part you have, right, Shay? You know mm, that. One. Wow, <laughs> I love that, Miles. That's deep. That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. Uh, Eddie's we got me to pick. Anything? Anything classy from the weekend? Anything you got to call out or not classy? The unclassy slip of uh, Emmy Martinez on the. Uh, did you see him fall over on the goal he conceded? He I did not know. He fell to his ass and then couldn't get up to make the save, which was quite funny to watch. And then in his press conference, he got asked about being a Ballon d'Or selection and just said, I'm not winning it. My buddy Messi's winning it. So I think he had opposite moments of class, right? You fall on your ass, you let in a bad goal, and then you admit that, let's be honest, you're not winning the Ballon d'Or. But I'm a big fan of goalkeepers being up for nominations. That's kind of cool. There's only ever been one goalkeeper winning a Ballon d'Or. Yeah, that's true. Who, Buffon? No, I, some, uh, I'm a member of the GK Union, but it was a long, I think it was in the 70s. It was like before any of us were born. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's pretty amazing. I know, Jess, you've been a big fan of his for a long time. So you were you were ahead of the wave. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Messi, he should go. If we were doing non-family leagues, he would go in the bottom. Do you guys see him wearing those jorts at his son's academy game? Uh, Messi, did not... you see his pizza? Did yeah, you see his pizza? pizza? The pizza and the Man spends a... like a couple months in Miami and already, oh you know what I mean? I got to look up these shorts because I have not seen the Messi. It's not, it's not, it's not. Look, great. I like the jorts. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm definitely pro jorts, but I mean, come on. You're like, you know, top athlete, one of the top athletes in the world, you know. He's showing off his that carbs. pizza order. That pizza order, though, I think is worse than the than the. Is it olives? Is it olives and no cheese? Is that what I'm seeing? And tomatoes on the pizza? And just so many tomatoes. So, but bad. you know, to be fair, that is like an Argentine style pizza. But it's just so many tomatoes, in my opinion. Like it's like Atlant- two, it looks like two layers of tomatoes. Did you see Atlanta United social media after they beat them as well? Post out a picture of a real pizza. It was credit to Atlanta United. I do like. I, oh, I saw that. If I could take one thing from MLS and throw it into Premier League, it would be the trolling of the social media accounts. I feel like the graphics that are posted by MLS teams picking on their opponents after games, the Premier League could really benefit from. There's not enough banter between the clubs, and I don't know why, considering people from England like to claim they're very hard-skinned and funny. Yeah, I, I like that. that. I like that. Bring Bring the trolling to the teams. Okay, so we have one thing left, which is a fancy Premier League. And if I can figure out how. Okay. okay. All right. And lastly, we have a Premier Fancy League, Fancy Premier League, whatever you want to say. Uh, and we have a monthly winner. For the first month, we have Zach Donmez, Zach from DC, Dub City. You did get the dub. So congratulations to you. Um, 
you were tied. You were almost tied with my cousin and Ebo, you know, the representative from the UK. And uh, in dead last, we got myself. So we got to figure out what we're going to do. We got to figure out what we're going to do with people with the high performance and the low performance. That's why I'm not playing. I'm not getting punished for my poor play. Shay. Did you forget was, about it, Shay? Like, yes, I have. This is like the prediction league all over one. again. I haven't changed this week one. Yeah. <laughs> it's when you have five injured players on your team. That yeah. That was the way I can't do yeah. it. And like one guy it's transferred It's too, it's out. too intense. Like, it's too, yeah. like I'm starting Mason Mount. I haven't even. Mason Mount is starting. Hey, no. James is starting on my team. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, this is like it's predictions be a long all over season. Again, well, my it's bench isn't much better. Oh, Nana's on my bench. So that's not much Aww, better. And, and, bless uh, his heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shay, we'll give, give you some consulting services and get you get you up up and running yeah okay uh it's been a great time thank you jess for joining miles as always a pleasure um yeah it's been fun we'll get this podcast up out and as quick as possible and we'll chat with you listeners later be sure to look at twitter and ig for this video perfect player be sure to listen rate review subscribe uh we appreciate it talk to you soon peace